0: I want to ask this question today because we really, was, we prayed about it. We said, what do we talk on the week after Easter? And we want to talk about friends, all right? We want to talk about friendships in this relational uh, series. And so really quick before I ask this today, there are really kind of several categories of friends. And so uh, I want you to really do do me a favor, all right? Raise your hand if you're the fun friend, all right? If you're the fun friend. Raise your hand if you're the fun proud, friend. Fun we We got fun friends. All right, all right. Raise your hand if you're the you're the you're the, well. Uh, do, do, uh, raise your hand. If you're the easygoing friend. Easygoing friend. Easygoing. All right. Raise your hand. We're, we're, we're family here. All right. Raise your hand. If you're the hot mess friend. How many know I'm talking about? You're the Fair hot enough. mess friend. You're the hot. You're just a hot mess right there. It's okay. You got your hands raised. If your hand, if your hand is not raised, then you know a hot friend mess. All right. A hot, hot mess friend. Uh, how many are the planner friend? How many are the planner yes, friend? Yes. All right. Planner friend. Join, yep. connect one day, please. Help us out. No. Do you want the planner friend? Uh, what else?
1: Okay, that's the last one. Who's the ride or die friend? Yeah. Like you are in it for ready. That's right. That's, that's awesome. Ride right. or die friend. What's that it?
0: mean? No. Yeah, the <laughs> ride or die friend. And so, what we want to do today is we want to talk about friendships. Uh, really is is how 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 to pick a friend, how to how to have a friend, and so we're going to go to the very beginning uh, in Genesis chapter two. So if you got your Bibles out, get your Bibles out with you today. We got paperback. We were giving away Bibles uh, last Sunday was one of our biggest Bible giveaway Sundays. Uh, and so make sure you have a Bible. Also, if you want a Bible, we have on the sides as well. And so, but also grab your iPhones, your Androids, things like that. Genesis chapter two. And I'll be reading on the big screen, it says this, and the Lord God said, and they're talking about Adam, this is just Adam, Adam's on here on this earth, and God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. Everybody said. Okay, amen. He said, I will make a helper suitable for him. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into deep sleep, that's why we take naps, while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs, and then he closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord made woman from the rib, and he took it out of the man, and he brought her To the man. Now, we want to look at this tension today, and I want you to see this that the Lord God was with Adam. If you continue to read Genesis, you begin to see that God walked in the cool of the garden with Adam. They had a relationship, they had a conversation. And so, with this, there's a tension of why would God say something like, It is not good for you to be alone when God was with Adam? If God was with him, then really was Adam alone we talk about the different presence of God right there's the 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 presence of God that he's always with us he'll never leave us nor forsake us then there's the manifest presence of God the goosebumps where we feel him like I know without a shadow of doubt God's here but the reason why God said this it's not good for you to be alone although I am here with you is because we're not our best selves simply by our connection to Jesus we're also created to have healthy connection with others So friends, God created us for healthy connections with him and with others. What's the greatest commandment? Love the Lord your God and love people. And so he created us for that.
1: I love it. Um, At Avenue Church, we have like this little slogan that we love to say. We say we ridiculously love people to wholeness and purpose. But I have to let you in on a little secret. We cannot experience wholeness and purpose apart from having relationships with others. Healthy right. relationships with others, yep. life-giving relationships with others. Yep. And so for some of us in the room today, we're going to have an aha moment. Like, oh, this is the ingredient that I have been missing. Because hear me, you have a relationship with God, but you need better relationships with people. That's right. Maybe that's the secret sauce. You have a relationship with that's God, so good, but you need better relationships with people. Yeah. Many of us were walking through our, our Christian journey, and we're doing all the spiritual disciplines we're praying, we're, we're engaging in our word, and we're coming to church, and I'm worshiping, but yeah. I just feel lonely. Yeah. Or I feel like I'm missing something. This, what is it? Well, it could be we need better relationships with people. And so what we wanna talk about today is relational friendships.
0: That's right, relational friendships. And this is, I feel like sometimes we go, uh, okay, I came to church uh, a second week to talk about my friends. And um, I really want to take it a step further um, as far as, yes, we have connections with God. Yes, we need better connections with people. But I want you to understand that relationships, every single relationship you have, they're purpose partners. Yeah, that's good. They're purpose partners. They're purpose partners. That every single one of us, we, our, our vision, know God, find freedom, discover your purpose so that we can make an eternal difference. And so every single one of us has a, has a call and a purpose over our lives. And so we're always on a journey discovering that. Like, what's my purpose? Why am I here on this earth? Rick Warren has one of the best-selling books, right? The Purpose-Driven Life. Because so many individuals are asking that question. But friends are often, they're more than company. Friends help us carry out our calling.
1: Yeah, that's good. Friends he help us need, he need carry out
0: our calling, right? Our friends help us carry out our calling. It is more than just a good time. And trust me, I'm the extrovert. I want to have a good time. Like, let's party. Let's not lock up at the house. All the
1: time. Yeah,
0: <laughs> all the time. Like, you want to come over? And I I, I want to have fun that way. But we realized long ago that every single relationship that we have, they will partner with your purpose. You know, my wife is my, my you're my best friend. Uh, you're, and she's other things too. Come on, somebody. <laughs> All right. And, but together, we, we complement one another's purpose. It wasn't just her purpose for, for you to be in my life and my purpose just to be in your life. It is, it is, we are purpose partners together. And I want you to know, maybe you're here in this room and you're like, I don't, I'm single. You know, you have purpose partners in your life. You have friends in your life that will partner with your purpose. Uh, I, have, I have friends that were, uh, you know, in college with me. We are purpose partners. We have, the pur- we have the partnership of, man, let's get into ministry together. Let's keep each other in ministry together. Man, let's encourage one another in the ministry. And I want you to know that I have a calling from God. And I met uh, Lindsay when she, when, when, in ministry, and she has a call from God. And with your call of God, I want to partner in any way I can with her call of God. And she wants to partner with me any way she can in, in the call of God in my life. Uh, we even said, I uh, meant, uh, she, she is not only, she's not just the pastor's wife. And, and I am not just the pastor's husband, all right, because some of y'all like that preaching, right? And, and I want you to know that we are simply, I'm Pastor Jeremy, and this is Pastor Lindsay, and together we have a call of God on our lives, That's right. but we both have unique callings of yeah. God. Yeah. And so I want you to know that we, we have friends that help carry us in our calling, but also we help carry the calling in them, in them. Because sometimes you can feel a little narcissistic, right? Like, like I have people that are help me. You know, like, get down and let me stand on your back and, let, you know, hoist me up. But every single partnership is a two-way street. Right. It is saying, hey, I'm here to help you. It's not what you can do for me. It's what can I do for you. But it's the seeing them. It's valuing them. It's respecting God's purpose in yourself. Because sometimes... And there's some. I mean, we can go up a couple of weeks on this, but the many times we, we take the victim approach, or we sacrifice ourselves for others. But it's no, 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 no. How can I help you? But also, God's in, God has placed you in my life to help me. I need help. You need. We need help in this place. But this is why Proverbs twenty-seven, seventeen says this: As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. As iron sharpens iron, I certainly hope you sharpen me. Because yeah. I'm going to do my best to sharpen you. Right. But notice it doesn't, say, uh, it doesn't say dull, dulling them. Yeah. As iron dulls another iron, so one person dulls another. Right. It's sharpening. It's encouraging. It is, it, is, it is being better. But some of us, we have dull relationships. We don't have relationships in our life that are sharpening us. Matter of fact, we may have some relationships that are life that are keeping us dull. Now, dull doesn't mean boring, all right? Dull doesn't mean boring. Dull means, we put up on a line, dull means complacent, comfortable, stagnant, lacking life, and lacking purpose. Yeah. We may have some dull relationships that are saying, no, 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 don't, don't, no, don't do that. Let's just, let's just stay right here. I like this. I don't like change. I don't like this. You know, if you read the Bible, God's all about change. But he wants us to be sharpened with one another. God wants to sharpen iron. God wants iron sharpen iron friendships in your life. So there are some traits that we look for in our relationships. All right,
1: so let's take a look at some friendship traits to look for because there's yep. friendships that God intends for us. So what do they yep. look, at, look like? So we want to give you a couple of these traits today real quick. Number one is character. Character. A collection, what's character? It's a collection of personality traits within our behavior. But here's the key part. It shows us who we are, right? So who are you? That's your character. It's who I am, not just in front of people, it's who I am behind closed doors. It is and hear me. We're looking for godly character. And hear me. It takes time for someone to show their cards. Right? That's why give space for that time That's right. to allow somebody to show their cards. Because everyone can have a dating face, right? Everyone could be like, I'm the most awesome person in the world for so long <laughs> until you gotta give yeah. enough time for something to show that it yeah. happens, okay? Give it time, they will show their cards. See, Matthew chapter seven, it says, you will know them by their fruit. Jesus goes on to say that a good tree can't produce, or a good tree produces good fruit, bad tree produces bad fruit, yeah. not the other way around. Yeah. And so friends, if you give it enough time you will be able to see. See, if a person is jealous, if they're a jealous person, they're going to have jealous traits. If a, perpo- if a person is dishonest, they're going to have dishonest traits. That's right. If a, if a friend is selfish, guess what? That fruit is going to show. It's going to show. I think of, why is this so important? Because I think of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 33. It says, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. That's right. And so why are we talking about relational friendships? Because they matter.
0: Yeah, 100%. They
1: matter who we surround our lives with. It matters. Mm -hmm. Proverbs 22, 24 through 24, or 25 says, do not make friends with a hot-tempered person. Do not associate with one easily angered. Hear me. Why? Why? So you, because if not, you may learn their ways and get yourself ensnared. That's right. Hear me. Poor friendships can be trapping. Unhealthy relationships can be like a snare and it can be trapping. And so I love this because we don't want to see that happen.
0: And I want you to know this. Uh, I was even thinking of like uh, our son. He's on cameras even right now. Um, we, we look at his friends. We look at the friends that he has because we know show you, if you show me your friends, I'll show you your future. I'll show you exactly what you're going to sound like, look like, and think like so we have to be so careful about the kind of character that's around our, our, our friendships and our relationships. Right? And it's
1: not even a church thing. I remember sitting just yeah. a month ago in his fifth grade counselors program she was doing. And she was prepping all of our parents because we're getting ready to move to sixth grade. Right, We're yeah. going to have a big transition in our oh, family. Pray for us. And she said, the most important thing in your child's life, yep. moving on into junior high and high school is going to be who they are friends with. 100%. So parents, be involved. And that's so right. that's huge. So it's important right. for our kids, guys. It's important for us.
0: You now, sometimes, yeah, kind of uh, in the church world, uh, or even if they, if they know we're Christ followers or whoever they are, uh, a lot of times we, we go back to the scripture and we say, uh, man, good fruit, good, good, what did I say? fruit, Good? It's a, it's a new fruit coming out at, um, at Sprouts. At Whole Foods. Uh, yeah. fruits." <laughs> trademarked by Pastor Jeffrey Bosma. Uh, I speak English sometimes. Uh, But the Bible says a good tree produces good fruit. And, And sometimes have you ever heard like, don't judge me? You know what that is? That's a cop out. That is someone unwilling to become sharpened. And so when someone says, you know, don't judge me or whatever, friends, we can judge a tree by its fruit. But I want you to know this. You could love the tree and still judge the fruit. You could love the tree and say, I love you. And it's not like, your bad fruit get out of my life. But it's for us to say, okay, I'm now aware of the character that's inside this person. You might say, God has a plan for you, but I ain't it. All right?
1: And I think that's great, too. Like, if you don't like that word yeah. judge, swap it with the where. That's right. That, okay, I, I, can love, I can love you as a tree. I can love you as a person. Yes. But I'm aware of the fruit in your life. And yeah. I don't know if that's good for my character. That's
0: right. Sometimes you got to do a little mafia. Slowly back away, you know. So the next one is, so the first one is uh, character. Second one, though, is it's unconditional love. Unconditional love. Amen. And, uh, man, we wrote this down, and we were like, you know, it sounds, it sounds like a church thing, right? Like unconditional love. Um, but there's a great scripture uh, that says a friend loves at all times. Yeah. A friend loves at all times. That means it doesn't, it, it's, it's almost, it can be, unconditional might be like inconvenient, right? It can be inconvenient sometimes, but unconditional means I'm loving someone without conditions. And so a friend loves at all times. I certainly hope you're thinking about somebody in this room today. That You're saying, man, in my worst moment, they still love me. They still love me. They say agape kind of love or phileos kind of love. You know, like agape kind of love where it's, man, it is, is it, they, they love me at my worst. Now, if we were to ask you right now, because that kind of triggered for me, like right? Agape, different types of love, godly kind of love. If we were to ask today, man, define what's love. So kind of right now in your head, in your head right? Like, like, what is love? Define that for me today. What is love? What's, what's this that? What were you going to say? You're going to say something, huh?
1: Song came
0: to my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Please, you know. But for many of us, man, we have, there could be a hundred definitions out there today. Love is this, love is that, you know. But this is what First Corinthians chapter 13 says. This is love is patient. I'm about to do three weddings and I cannot wait in our, in our, ah, in our church. And uh, uh, somebody at our church got engaged on Friday as well. So it's going to be, I'm going to be reading this at the wedding. Because love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. Come on, everybody. It keeps no record of wrong. Thank you, Jesus. I'm keeping record of this right now. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. But, friends, I want to really take it a step further. This is more than a marriage scripture. This is a relational scripture. That's right. That's right. This is a relational scripture. So I want to put the scripture back up, and I want to think about your relationships that you have in your life. I want to think about do my friends, go ahead, next slide. Do, do, do my friends, are they, no, go back to the scripture, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, all right? It says, Love is patient. Are, are, they, are they patient, or are they, are they uh, impatient with me? Are they, are they kind of mean? Kinda, of, kinda of sarcastic. Sorry about my microphone. It does not envy. Are they envious of what you have? Do they say statements like, "Oh, I wish," "Oh, I could." Are they? Are they? Do they brag? Are they prideful? Man, do they dishonor? Are they? Do they self seek? Are they using us? Are they angry? Do they keep? You know what? Because you did this, I'm going to do this. Is it tit for tat type of thing? Man, are they, you know, as we read through this, I think this is a great way to define what an unconditional friendship looks like in our lives. So good,
1: so good. And so we want to have unconditional love, and so that's a great way to reflect. But the second characteristic is honest. The second one is honest, or third, I'm sorry, honest. See, I I, I remember, I have this thing. So if you're going to be my friend, I always tell you, You need to be the person that's gonna tell me there's something in my teeth if there's something in my teeth. Yeah. Like that's how we have to roll together. I cannot sit across from you and have a meal with you. And I got like oregano, right? Like just chilling in between my teeth. I remember one time I went to a dinner. We had just got off a plane and we were heading into a conference. And the person hosting came right up to me. And I had already seen her across the room. She'd been talking to everyone. And this was a room full of pastors. And she gets to me and there's a big old honking piece of basil right in her teeth. And I was like looking at all these pastors. I wasn't judging her. I was judging everybody else. I was like, she talked to all of you. And no one said, hey, sweet friend. So what do you know what I did? I was like, yep. oh, come here. Give me a hug. And I just whispered, hey, there's a little bit of something in your teeth. Let's go to the bathroom real quick. We'll carry on this conversation. Just as that. Yeah. Because a lot of times we're afraid to be honest because then it becomes more about me than it is about them. For my friend, I needed her to know, I don't want you to look foolish in front of people. I don't want you to lose confidence because you got something hanging out right there. You know, like, let me just put aside my awkwardness and let me be honest with you. And so more so than that, I love this. Proverbs 27, 6. It says, wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. I want you to think about that one. Wounds from a friend can be trusted. Honesty sometimes hurts. That's right. Sometimes honesty, ooh, it's not always a warm hug. It feels like, oh my goodness, that's a little painful. But an enemy, hear me, flattery isn't always a wonderful part of friendship. You want honesty. See, the most authentic relationships are honest. We we always say this on our staff because we learned it in a a leadership thing that clear is kind. We always wanna be clear. See, a friend has permission that they can say hard things to me in love. A friend can say hard things to me in love. You know, about a month ago, a little over a month ago, we prayed for Pastor Antonio here at Avenue. Yes, we love Antonio Cooper. We love the Cooper family. He pastors at a church in northwest Las Vegas, and he had a crippling autoimmune disease come up in his body about five weeks ago. That literally was 10 minutes from taking his life away from him. And so as a church, we rallied around and we prayed. In fact, we were just at, at his rehabilitation. will well, say, when we'll we we'll yeah. visit
0: him the first time, yeah. he had a trach in. He was, he was unable incubated. To move, paralyzed, incubated, and, uh, but still aware, unable to talk. Man, we pray for him. Uh, man, there's been countless right. people coming into the room. Praying for him about a month and a half ago. He was ago, in there for
1: five weeks. About yeah.
0: five weeks. And then we got to see him on Friday. Yeah. And he is in rehab. He is breathing. Yeah. He is learning to walk again. Yes. Learned all those he things. Was told he told he shouldn't issues. be able to speak it's for awesome. seven weeks. He spoke yeah.
1: in five days. And yeah. so the Lord is doing, he's learning how to walk again. But I Come say on. this because yep. we went to Bible school together. Yeah. We've been friends since he was 19 and I was 20. Nope. I remember one one evening I was about to do something really really stupid and he became aware of it. And instead of letting me just go and ruin my life or letting me go and make my own decisions, oh well, you do you, boo, he didn't do that. He drove to my house, he got involved in my mess and he says you're better than this and you don't need to go down that route. It was amazing. I think where would my life be if, if he hadn't made that phone call, if he hadn't made that drive, if he hadn't put right. that letter in my mailbox with my favorite worship song reminding me yeah. that I'm called to this, and this is what my life looks like. And so he, he was yeah. the friend who told me something hard. But yeah. hear me, it can be done in love. That's and right. I'm so grateful for Antonio. I
0: love it. And even, um, yeah, and she reminded me of that story. But when I first came to the church, I got hired at, I walked into the worship experience, gentlemen. I walked into the worship experience. I'm just leaving right there, right on my audience. I walked into the worship experience, you know, and I uh, raised my hands in worship, you know. And uh, uh, Antonio and Lindsay were standing next to each other, and he elbowed her. And the most honest thing he said I said, "What about him? Thank you, Jesus. Come on, somebody." I said something. Thank you, I Antonio. Said something very holy. Thank you. Shut up. Thank you. <laughs> but then a year later, here that's we right. And <laughs> so the next trait is, are they reliable? Are they reliable? It's, it's so fun to look through the Bible and to see how important our relationships are to God. How important our relationships are to God. Not only are you important, but those that you're friends with is just as important. And so reliability is huge. Proverbs 18.24. I love the Bible. Proverbs 18.24. One who has an unreliable friend soon comes to ruin. Isn't that interesting? Those that have unreliable friends will soon come to the room, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. That is a purpose partner in our life. There are people in our lives that I believe God has placed in our lives, and there are people people in our lives that God has placed you in their life. But I want you to understand, reliability is predictable. Reliability is predictable. It's not feelings-based. It is predictable. I have a friend here today from Texas because uh, uh, he wants to experience Nevada for a week. No, and uh, we've been friends since 2002. And Isaac, he is one of my most reliable friends. He's someone that if we don't talk for months and I call him, it is never, where have you been? Where have you? It is simply we pick up right where we left off. Because he my, he's my reliable friend. He's my honest friend, too. You know. He can care less I'm a pastor. And I love that because reliability is not predictable. Reliability is predictable. It's not feelings-based. I want to ask you, I want to put it in your, in the ball in your park. Do you show up when you say you're going to show up? That's reliability. If you said you're going to be there for them, you're going to be there for them. And you're going to be there on time. Can I get an amen, everybody? Because, you know, there is something that's so important. We even learned with our friend Antonio, the, the just friends coming and visiting him and breaking past the, I don't like hospitals, I don't like this, and I don't like death, and things like that. Just the real, the, knowing that his friends are visiting, the reliability is predictable. That I, as, I, as a church, that's one of our biggest things. We want to be a reliable church. Yeah. I want you to know that we're always going to be here, and we're always open on Sundays. I want you to know there's always a small group leader that is always available for you. There's always a place to go at Avenue Church that we're still here. No matter how crazy it gets out there, we're still going to be predictable. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 9, two are better than one because they have a good return on their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. One can help the other up, but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up purpose partners in our lives, purpose relationships, purpose friendships. Yeah. They're there to help you up and I'm there to help you up. Yeah. They're reliable and guess what, friends? You're reliable. Yeah, Next one is is encouraging. This is Isaac through and through. Is that, man, are your friends encouraging? First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11 says this, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as you're doing. You know, one of our values is Jesus first, right? We disarm the power of shame, but also we build and develop leaders. Do you know what that means? It means we're encouraging. We're building people up. We're rising up another another generation of those with callings and purpose that God has placed in their life. But man, let's encourage one another. I think it is, I feel like culture is saying, I'm not gonna encourage you, I'm gonna be critical of you. But man, how much can we make an impact in this church, If we're encouraging. I never want want Avenue to be known for what we're against. I want want people to know us for what we're all about. And that is Jesus and that is people. And so Lorenzo even gave a challenge, what was it, a year, two years ago, in his message. But I want to revisit this challenge real quick. And, And this was the challenge. When you think of something encouraging, share it right away. If you think of something encouraging, share it right away. Text that person call that person, email that person, write them a letter, you know, put it in the mailbox, you know. But if you think of something encouraging, share it right away. And guess what? The more that you're encouraging, you you might say, like, no one's encouraging in my life. You might be getting, like, super frustrated as you sit here today and go, like, no one's, no one in my life is encouraging. I'm about to go through my Facebook friends and unfollow a bunch of people, you know. But I want to challenge you today. Are you encouraging? Are you encouraging? Are you encouraging? And so let's begin to develop that muscle of just encouraging one another. That's what's so fun to serve on the A-team. Our entire team is incredibly encouraging. Man, they'll say, man, I saw what you did. Great job. Man, what you did was that. You know, Karen Miranda serves in the back, and right now she's on a month and a half Amazing trip to the Philippines, things like that. And uh, she's probably watching online in the rebroadcast because it's the time difference. And uh, But if you're, ever, if you're ever around Karen Miranda, she is always encouraging. She encourages the littlest things and the biggest things. And man, when we walk away from Karen, we're like, I feel better. I'm just better. I, 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 you know, Karen said I'm a boss, so therefore I must be a good boss, you know, like... Because she's always so encouraging. We brought your name up as well, Amy. Like, we just talked about all the people that are incredibly encouraging. We said,
1: I don't want you to steal Amy from me. Yes. Okay, sorry. I I, I was like, man, anytime, if you've ever talked to Amy, raise your hand, Amy. Yeah, yeah. Amy's awesome. Yeah. If you ever have a conversation with Amy, you literally feel like a million bucks. 100%. You just, you feel so loved, you feel like a million bucks. And so we've got a lot of encouragers.
0: Sorry, Amy, I stole you. And so I want you to know our. If it's, I want you to think of this like this: like our purpose is is a map. And every one of us, we we're, we're asking God, God, what's what's your plan for my life? Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, plans to prosper me, plans to give me hope in a, in a future. What's your plan for my life? I want you to think about purpose is a map, and we're always asking God for directions. But maybe perhaps we're the cars, we're the cars on this journey, on of purpose. But I want you to take a step further. I want you to think about this. Our relationships that we have in our lives, they're either gas or they're the brakes. Yeah. They're either the gas or they're the brakes. They'll either encourage us and to say, I, I, feel, I felt that too. I feel like God wants you to do that. Or they can be discouragers. Friends, just like Joseph, be careful who you share your dreams with. Because they can kill your dreams or they can ignite that dream inside of you. That's right. And so I want you to really take a hard look at who, who do we have around us, especially on this faith journey, especially as we're trying to forge ahead to say, God, I want to I wanna be used by you. God, I want to know what your plan is for my life. We have to realize there are some friends around us. Right.
1: And I love this. I got a text. I was like, did you know we're speaking on friendships? Someone sent me a text yeah. uh, just a couple days ago. And I want to share with you because you may be in the room and saying, I, I don't have someone like that. I don't have an encouraging person who I speak to on a regular basis. Like I don't have this life giving thing that you're talking about. And so this is what she wrote me. She said, hi, Pastor Lindsey, do you have a list of people who need support, who are feeling lonely that I can call sometimes and chat or listen while they chat? Come on. I feel lonely sometimes too. And I, I like to talk on the phone and listen. My love language is quality time and quality conversations. And I feel rejuvenation when uplifting others. What does uplifting mean? It means encouraging. And so I got her permission to share this today because if that strikes a chord with you, there's nothing to be embarrassed about. We all need friends. And hear me, our friends change in different stages. And so your friend that was with you in the last season of your life may not be the friend who's going to be with you in this next season of life, and you may need a new friend. And so if you're like, you know what? I I want that phone call, Lindsay. I would love someone to, to call me and just chat and encourage me, and maybe I can encourage them too. I want you to come talk to me after the service, and I will connect you with this person. I'm telling you, this person has a million stamps of approval from me. They are amazing. I love their heart. And this just shows the quality of a human being that they are. And so feel free to come talk to me after I the service. I love
0: that. And that speaks just to culture of that person, culture of our church, yeah. that really, uh, man, we really shouldn't do anything alone. Right. That's right. We really shouldn't do anything alone. I mean, yes, devotions and time with Jesus. But my goodness, we should just not. We don't have to do it alone. We don't have to do things alone. And so I want you to, um, let's take a reflection moment. And I want to ask you this question. Maybe you have to write this down. Maybe when you're uh, by yourself later today or tomorrow. is ask, do my current relationships have value to my life? And friends, it is, it's not selfish to ask this question. Man, it is not, you know, (laughs) sitting there going, you know, bad fruit, bad fruit, good fruit, bad fruit, bad fruit. But it is okay to say who are, who are, who are the purpose partners in my life? Right. We we want to preach so much more. Like there's different different uh, levels of friends. You know, Jesus had three, and then he had twelve, and they had and so there's there's so much in this message. But for just today, do the current do my current relationships have value to my life? You know, John fifteen fifteen. We even see Jesus. Jesus said, you know, I didn't come I didn't come to be served, right. but I came to serve. And with this, he says to his disciples, he says, friends, I I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I've called you friends for everything that I've learned from my father I've made known to you. I want you to know that Jesus, his greatest friendships on this planet was formed while he was serving. His greatest relationships were those that did life with him, ministry with him, I even love The Chosen, watch The Chosen, it's great, and, and just watching all the different things, and, and, and it is a wonderful, wonderful show, but to be able to see a different kind of Jesus, a Jesus that had friends, that his greatest friendships were formed while serving. Did you know that with our team, our, our, our church, one of our values is that we're intentionally inclusive, right? The, the, the gospel is exclusive, right? The gospel never changes for us. But, man, as we love people, I want you to know that in this church, that, that there, are, there are people on our a that they serve together, but then they play together. There are people on our A-team, uh, uh, there's several ladies. They go to movies together. Yeah, right? Yeah. They go to movies together. Uh, man, we have dinner together. We, we, we fellowshiped out together. Uh, it was even a moment where young adults of different churches were getting together, just hanging out. And now they're all getting married. I don't know why. Yeah. But I want you to know that this isn't the only only way. Yeah. This isn't the only way, but this is a great avenue to begin. That's right. This is a great avenue to begin. But did you know we hang out together outside of Sundays? And so the relationship challenge I want to give today—it's super easy. But I want you to go to Connect One Day. Yeah. If you've never been to Connect One Day, or maybe you're Connect One Day once upon a time, and maybe you used to go to what's called Girl Track. I encourage you, go to Connect One Day, learn about who you are, learn about your personality, your spiritual gifts. But then I encourage you, get on a team, begin to rub, some, some, rub shoulders with those on the 18, and begin to see what God can do in your relationships in your life. And so I challenge you, go to Connect One Day. Man, we really thought hard about this, and we said, man, that is one of the best ways to begin to develop some friendships you know what the reality is? A lot of times, uh, you know, Pastor Jeremy will, or Pastor Lindsay will, will preach and we'll, we'll give an invitation. And we're going to do that in just a moment. And then we dismiss and what happens? Boom, we're right out the door. Right. We go right back out to busyness. We got to get our kids. We got to get, get lunch. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I got to eat. We got I got my chores to do. And, and I want to say thank you for making the time to be here today. Yeah. But man, sometimes it's good to hang around a little bit That's right. it is good to go to someone and say you wanna let's go have lunch right. let's go serve together we go to connect one day with me because right. purpose partners is a two-way street it's a two-way street
1: But I love, too, that not only is it serving together, it's getting around tables together and having conversations. So to all the ladies, we have a Crave gathering tonight at 6.30 in this house tonight. It's going to be awesome. And we get around all these friends get together. We make new friends every single month. And we get around a round table and, and just chat and enjoy each other's company. And so we have these two great opportunities, hear me, that you can take action on today. It's like Jeremy said, you don't have to walk out these doors, forget about it. No, take action today. Join us and connect Monday. It's an hour and 15 minutes, and we have snacks. I feel like everything we do has food, because we understand it's important. (laughs) Amen. Yeah, come make a good friend.
0: Will you guys stay with me, please? And, uh, man, we want to pray with you this morning. But I got one more question I'm going to ask you today as we stand up. And uh, one more question is, I want you to just take a moment because yes, we do hustle and bustle and I, I got a countdown timer down here and our team's ready. I want to ask you this question today is are you a good friend? Am I a good friend? And I want you to just take, take a moment with that and say, like, like what's, what's God doing with my character? What's God doing with, with honesty in my life? Do I unconditionally love people? We always say we do a marriage talk. We always say, Jesus helps me to love my wife the best way I can. Because I begin, as I begin to realize who I am in Christ, it helps me become a better husband. I cannot be patient with her and I cannot be kind with her without the love of Jesus in my life. So with every head every eye closed, I just want you to just take a moment to say, Am I a good friend? You're my good friend. And I believe that's only Jesus can do that work inside of us. I don't want you to leave here today and say, I got to change my behavior. I got to change this and that. First thing I want you to do today is I want you to say, am my good friend. you, am my good friend. I even feel a sense that the Holy Spirit is saying that that maybe people have not been kind to you. Maybe you were used and abused, maybe you've been hurt and you put those walls up and you probably even said statements like, that'll never happen again. I will allow that to happen again. And because of that, we've had some difficult relationships some difficult friendships. So it's a much deeper question we're asking today. Maybe you have to ask, why am I a good friend? I don't want Jesus to do such a work in your heart. And friends, it's a journey. I wish we could have destination prayers and say, boom, instantly, instantaneous healing. And yes, that happens but it's often a journey and it's a hard work going to connect one day opening up our hearts going to a small group opening up our lives because that is how we begin to have wonderful life-giving purpose partners in our life with every head by eye closed if you're here today and you're saying "Pastor, you're talking about me that's that's me i just want to pray with you today i won't embarrass you i'm not going to call you forward if that's just you today, I want you to just raise a hand and just keep it up for me just a moment. And there's a couple of hands. Yes, yes, yes. Anyone else? Just keep a hand up. And I believe with that hand, there is no condemnation. But with that hand, keep a hand up for me just a moment. But with that hand being raised, there's healing taking place. That our Heavenly Father sees that hand and he says, yes, there you are. I'm going to heal you. I'm going to touch you. I'm going to change your life. You're, it's going to start from the inside and it's going to work its way outside you're going to change your relationships will begin to change i just pray it becomes from inside to the outside thank you for those hands and for everyone else if you're in this room and you say i accept the challenge of becoming a good friend a purpose partner for every single person in my life just raise a hand and i just want to pray for everybody in this room everybody in this room dear heavenly father thank you Father, we thank you. I thank you for your word. I think your word really is living. It really is active. I think your word really does apply to us today. And so, Father, I pray for those that are in this room today. The Father, I pray for those that they're ready to take their next step, to accept Jesus as their Lord and their Savior. The Father, we're gonna pray a prayer, and we're gonna pray this out loud together as a church family. Because as important it is to have friends, it is so much more important to have a church community to be a part of that's going to encourage us, that's going to sharpen us, that's going to, that's going to leave us better than when they first found us. It's, Father, I thank you. It's all because of you. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, I want you to raise your voice and say, Dear Jesus, say thank you for dying on the cross. Say thank you for paying for what I did. Say, I repent of my sins. Say, be Lord of my life. Say, the best way you know how, I'm going to follow you. Because I now know who I am. I'm saved. I'm redeemed. I'm a child of God.